For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Luke chapter 7, Luke chapter 7 is we're looking at the centurion, the man that amazed Jesus. Amen. What is something to be said about a human being? I would love for Jesus to say that about me. The man who was amazed, who marveled at the centurion. So look with me now in chapter 7. And verse number five, for he loveth our nation and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was not far from the house, centurion sent friends to him saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. What a statement to be said. Jesus marveled at this man. And not only that, he said, I have not found so great faith, not even in Israel, which was God's chosen nation. That is an amazing thing. You want to do something to impress God, the maker of heaven and earth, the moon, the stars, the sun, and the sea? Have faith in him. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So a recap on the story, you have a centurion who is a man set over a hundred Roman soldiers. He is in charge of a hundred Roman soldiers. And he had a servant and this servant was sick and he could not heal him, but he knew a man that could. And that man's name was Jesus. And he sent for him. He didn't go for him himself. He sent and asked, could Jesus heal him? And he knew that Jesus didn't have to come just with a word. He could heal his servant. Now I tell you, you think about that. This man was a centurion who had a lot of power had a lot of possessions, I'm sure, and I'm sure he wasn't broke. I'm sure he had money. And this servant must have meant a lot to him. For him to send a message to Jesus. Don't you know that the other centurions and the other soldiers and the other Romans would find out about this? I'm sure he knew. This man actually ruled over, as far as uh, man's authority, he had way more authority than Jesus had as, as far as man's authority. Now, Jesus is God in the flesh. But in that position, he was a Roman 
soldier, a centurion, set over the Jews to, to govern them. It'd be like people coming into our country and having soldiers on every corner to tell us what we can do and where we can go and when we can do it. That was the exact thing that was going on, and they would tax them. So how many servants did this centurion have? Well, I don't know, but I do know servants are plentiful. They come and they go. So why would he care so much for this centurion? This for this for this servant, I mean. This centurion must have had quite the relationship with this servant. Maybe this servant led him to the Lord. Maybe this servant showed the centurion who Jesus really is. And so listen to me. The centurion reached down to help that servant. Now, Lord's all, the Lord is always pleased when I reach out to help others in need. When was the last time you had real concern for somebody who was maybe financially or, or even emotionally not as secure as you are? So let me, let me preface that. What is help? What is helping somebody? Well, you know what drives me crazy is like around Christmas time, you see people hanging around Walmart with the sign saying, uh, anything helps, hard times, uh, God bless. But yet they'll be smoking a cigarette and have a cell phone. And I think, you don't really need help. You, you need a swift kick in the rear end. You, you need to get to work. You need to quit smoking and use that phone to call for a job. There's some good advice. That's the help I can give you. They, they don't really need help. Now, some of them do. I'm not beating all of them down, but there's a lot of them that are very capable of working. So that's not somebody that really needs real help. Somebody that really needs help cannot do for themselves. Whatever it is they need, they cannot do it for themselves. This centurion knew that this servant could not heal himself. He was not going to get better. And let me tell you, when somebody is like that, and they're, that's when they're in true need of help, when they truly cannot do it for themselves. But it's a challenge for us today. It's a challenge for us believers to let somebody to be dear unto us. Maybe somebody on the best bus route or somebody from the other side of the tracks or somebody that's from the lower income or, or somebody that's from the wrong side of town, if you want to call it that. It's a challenge for us to truly open our heart to them because when we do that, we open up to me and getting hurt. And by the way, you, you can close yourself off even from your own spouse. You can put yourself in a box and live safely in there. Nobody will ever hurt you. And you will never experience the joy of the relationships that God has put in your life. All you're worried about is self-preservation. And we all have that to a certain extent. But if you put up so many walls and you don't genuinely care about people, what does the Bible say? Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And, and the second, love thy neighbor as thyself. All the laws hang on these two commandments. Those two things. It's so simple. We complicate it. But he said, you do those two things, everything else will work itself out. All the laws hang on these two commandments. So we should love those people and do what we can for them. Right Now, our first mission, if you're a pastor, if you're a missionary, if you're an evangelist, if you're a Sunday school teacher, whatever the case may be, your first ministry is to your family, to your wife, and to your children. That is your first ministry. That is your first priority. Because if you fail there, you have failed all the way across the board. 
That is your first ministry. Now, above and beyond that, we can help a lot of people. We can lead a lot of people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You can feed them today and they, they make it, but if they die and go to hell, what you fed them today ain't going to matter. Give them the living bread, amen? Living water, the Lord Jesus Christ. That'll save their soul. So there's a tremendous lesson here with the centurion and Jesus. It's easy to take for granted all the support that we have around us. Maybe as a parent or your spouse's uh, support or your family support or your kid's support. How about if you're an employer? How about all your employee support? It takes all of them to make that run. It takes all of them to get the job done. And we, we can get where we take that for granted to where we just expect it. And we don't say thank you. We don't show appreciation. And, you know, everybody's working for a paycheck. I understand that. But you know a thank you and a good job means just about as much, if not more. It really does. Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That is such a true statement. People want to know that you care about them, that you're not just using them, that you genuinely, and you can't fake that. People can see right through it. I don't care what you say or how polished you are. People see right through it, and they can tell when you really and genuinely care and when you're just blowing smoke, if you're putting up a phony, fake prasad. Um, I've met with many people in ministry, and you feel like it's just a phony, just a phony, fake that's not who they really are. They don't really care. But someone that, someone that genuinely cares, you don't have to ask if they do because you, you just know. So sometimes as parents or employers or even a husband or a wife, we fail to realize all that others do around us to help us. I tell you, this centurion was laying, on, laying it on the line for this servant. He could have easily been taken out because they ruled over the Jews. What do you think his centurion buddies would think or the other Roman soldiers? By the way, a centurion was about the highest level that a regular Roman soldier could ever climb to. And he would have a hundred soldiers that reported to him. He was like boots on the ground foreman. He was the one that they interacted with each and every day. And this centurion, he was obviously aware of the value of this servant, of his servant. And as a kind of a boss, he did everything he could to take care of this man under his authority, as we should also. We should do everything that we can to take care of, to watch over, to want the best for those that are under our authority. And I don't care if you're saved or you're not saved. If you're in a position of authority, God is going to hold you responsible for that position. Whether you're at the great white throne judgment or the judgment seat of Christ is up to you whether or not you get saved. But if you are in a position of authority, God is going to hold you to a much greater and higher level. You think of the Israelites and all that they did. They complained for 40 years. They did all kinds of things. Lying and crying and all kind of stuff. They still, every one of them entered into the promised land. But because Moses, 
the leader, disobeyed God and got mad and he struck the rock. Instead of speaking to it like God told him to, he was not allowed to enter into the promised land. Why? Because he was in a position of authority. And when you're in a position of authority, God is going to hold you personally responsible on a much higher level. You say, that ain't fair. Life ain't fair. That's just how it is. When you're in a position of authority, make sure, make sure that you are taking care of those that are underneath you. Have we ever invested so much in simply caring for someone under us, under you, as this centurion did for this servant? By the way, like I said, how many servants was there? There was probably hundreds, if not thousands. He could have died, picked out another servant, and had whoever he wanted. He was a centurion. He was a Roman soldier. He had lots of authority, but yet he cared for this man. And verse number five. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Now, this is the Roman soldier they're talking about, the centurion. And the Bible says that he built a synagogue. He loveth our nation. He loved the nation of Israel. He loved the Jews. Why? He had to have been a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even what the things that he said. When he said, I, you don't have to come to my house. You just speak the mere words. And I know that my servant shall and be healed. Now, this servant may have had a lot to do with the influence on this centurion for building a synagogue for God's people. Maybe he even built it for, the, for him and said, the others may enjoy it. And see, the centurion was a type of man who did what the Bible says. He loved his neighbor even though they were not like him. Did you hear what I said? He lived out the biblical principle of loving thy neighbor as thyself, even though they were not like him. Now, don't lie to yourself. You have a struggle with it, and so do I. Because we go, they're not like me. They're not where I'm from. They don't act like I act. They don't dress like I dress. They don't talk like I talk. They're different. Well, sure they are. God made them different. It'd be a boring world if everybody was the same, wouldn't it? But when you do that, when you love thy neighbor as thyself, you are showing godly, biblical love. How does the Bible say, how does the Bible say that the world will know that we're Christians for the love that we have for the brethren. That's what it says. For the love that we have for each other. So, in both instances, the centurion, his generosity was to his servant. His generosity was to the Jews. So even though he had a position of authority, the centurion was willing to serve. If you have a position of authority, are you willing to serve? It is an amazing thing that the more that you humble yourself, the higher God can raise you. Those stories are over and over in the Bible. You look at Joseph. 
who, who was enslaved, sold as a slave, then thrown in prison, and then left. All that so God could raise him up to be second in command. Now, if I was going to make my son be the leader of the world, I, I would want to send him to the best schools, to the Ivy League colleges, to, to get him around the best people. But that's not God's way. God said, you know what? I'm going to enslave you. I'm going to say he's a slave. I'm going to have somebody lie on you. Then I'm going to have you thrown in prison. That is God's leadership training program. We don't like that. But God's ways are not our ways. He says, my ways are much higher than your ways. Biblical compassion. Biblical compassion is not a feeling, but rather it's an action. Your feelings will come and go. The way you feel now, you may not feel that way at the end of the day. But your actions, what you do, is what matters. My feelings don't matter. I could wake up a, a hero this morning and go to bed a zero tonight. But it's what I do. It's an action. Just like love is an action. It's a choice. God said, I commandeth my love toward us. To, toward us, toward me and you. He told his love what to do. When a man loves his wife, he commands his love toward his wife. No matter what, what is done or what is said, I'm going to choose to love her no matter what. And by the way, fellas, a wife loves that. They love a sacrificial love that no matter what, I'm going to love her. No matter what happens, I'm going to love her. No matter what happens, I'm going to be faithful to her. They want that deeper and bigger than you could ever imagine. Somebody to be faithful to them. And by the way, that's Christ-like. Like Jesus loves the church. Don't you love how... They, that's a perfect picture of marriage, how Jesus loved the church, how a man's supposed to love his wife. Sacrificial love. The centurion also showed that to his servant. Many claim to have compassion on the lost or on those around them, but obviously the ones who truly do, they're willing to sacrifice their own pleasure for the sake of doing something for somebody that needs the help. Are you willing to sacrifice your own time, your own pleasure, your own wants, your own desires, and even your own financial gain? Whatever the case may be. Are you willing to sacrifice that to help those that are in great need of help? That's called humility. That's called putting them first. That's called biblical love, caring for one another. Amen? We need more of that in this world. We certainly do. This world needs that. This world needs the love of Jesus. This world needs someone to show them a godly example of caring for others, no matter what they think of you, no matter how much they run you down, no matter how foolish they think you are. Don't you know this centurion was made fun of by a lot of the Roman soldiers or the other centurions or the other Romans that were in higher authority positions than they are? What are you doing going to these people that we rule over for help? Are you kidding me? What are you doing? What are you thinking? For some what? Some servant? Some slave? Somebody that don't matter? 
What are you doing? What's wrong with you? You're a fool. I'm sure some of them said that. But this centurion knew that this servant meant a lot to him. And by the way, by the way, he cared what Jesus thought because he had a lot of faith in Jesus. He said, you don't even have to come into my house. You simply speak the word and my servant shall be healed. So if he was out to impress somebody, he impressed Jesus. Can you think of anybody better to impress? Anybody better to show your love toward? Anybody better to show your faith toward? Jesus even said he marveled. Now, there's only two places in the Bible where it says Jesus marveled. And the amazing thing is, both of them are about faith. The first one, he marveled in his hometown how much they didn't have faith. He marveled at their faithlessness in him. And the second time, he marveled at the amount of faith this man had. So the first time, he marveled at their lack of faith. And the second time, he marveled at how much faith this man had. Can Jesus say that about me? Can Jesus say, I look at Mike Sadler and marvel at the amount of faith he had? Can I put your name there? Can Jesus say, I marvel at how much faith that person has? Because that's what he wants. The Bible says without faith is impossible to please him. Even your own child. You think of your own child. If they don't have any faith in you, if they go, you know what, mom? I really don't trust you. I don't think you want the best for me. I, I'm just worried that, that you really don't care. Uh, then you're not going to come through. And then you're not going to do what you said you're going to do. Boy, that would hurt, wouldn't it? And that would, that would cut you deep. Even as a dad, you wouldn't want to hear that. Imagine how Jesus feels when we don't put faith in him and go, I know this hurts, God. I don't like it. I don't want this in my life. I wish you could get it out. But if it's what you have for me, if it's what I need to go through to get where you want me to be, God, I will be faithful and I will trust you. And listen to me. This is so important. You have to learn this. You have to trust him even when he says no. Even when he doesn't answer that prayer. Because a lot of times, what we're praying for, we don't really need. I'm going to say that again. A lot of times, what we're praying for, we don't really need. And a lot of times, when he does answer the prayer, it won't be in the way that you expected. Let me explain. About two years ago, I started a little book uh, for my wife. And it's a prayer book. Uh, and I write down things for her that I can pray for her for every day and for my family. And so I add to it all the time. And the reason I write it down is so I don't forget to pray for those things. And I look at it about every morning. And over the past couple years, as I'm praying for her, I've not seen her change. But the amazing thing is, God has changed me through that. And he has changed me for her. And so he didn't answer the prayer in the way that I thought. But he did answer my prayer. And God will answer your prayer. He is faithful. When you go to him in faith and say, you don't have to come here. You don't have to be present in order to answer my prayer. Listen, if you're not saved, you simply kneel, on, kneel down and realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. 
Ask God for forgiveness. Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.